Welcome to the Not Old Better Show. I'm Paul Vogelsang, and this is episode number 503. As part of our Art of Living Financial Perspectives series, we have a great show for you today. I'm fortunate, and you're fortunate too, because we have two friends to the Not Old Better Show community, and to me, Lori Allison and Catherine Gustafson. Lori Allison is a certified financial planner, a CFP, and Kathy Gustafson is an MBA and a retirement income certified professional, RICP. Lori Allison and Kathy Gustafson are among four principals, co-owners of the Keen and Pocock Financial Partners Company, and are both here with us today to talk year-end financial planning. I know from all the emails that I get from you, our dear Not Old Better Show audience, that you all agree with me in that 2020 has been a doozy of a year in every single way. And we are not done yet. But we won't forget about 2020, and not that we should. However, there are some, actually many, things we can do proactively to plan for a better 2021, especially when it comes to our finances. Today, we'll be talking financial planning to make 2021 your best financial year, no matter what 2020 looked like. We'll answer questions about critical year-end advice and questions to ask about your own financial plan. We will discuss some of the tax-related questions that always come to mind this time of year and a Keen and Pocock special list of five numbers of client needs that you won't want to miss. Hey, the election is over. There are vaccines available for COVID. They're on the way. And maybe we'll get back to the way it was, where we can socialize without fear, hug grandparents, shake hands, and gather. I wonder if that's possible. I hope so. And today we look forward to 2021, expecting a good year. And our guests think it's going to offer us a lot of opportunities to understand and plan financially. Please join me in welcoming to the Not Old Better Show via internet phone, Lori Allison and Kathy Gustafson from Keene and Pocock. Lori Allison and Catherine Gustafson are registered representatives of the Strategic Financial Alliance. They are also investment advisor representatives of Strategic Blueprint, LLC. Lori Allison, Kathy Gustafson, it's so great to talk to you guys. Welcome to the program. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it, as I say, it's really nice to talk to you. I know you guys a little bit. I know of your firm. I'm not a client, uh, but uh, I know your wonderful brother-in-law, Mike. I know a couple of the other members of the firm, and I know you guys pretty well. But this is going to be serious business today. We're just about at year end, and we're going to talk some financial planning. Are you guys up for that? We're in. We love talking about financial planning. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, no surprise to me. You guys are experts. Of course, Kathy, you have an MBA. Lori, you are a CFP, a certified financial planner. You guys really spend an awful lot of time giving that crucial financial advice. As I say, we are at this critical year-end period. So if a client comes in, really just says, look, I... I just have time because I've got everything else going on. We've got COVID we're facing. I really need your best advice on the one single question that I need to get answered most. What question do you guys ask and really look to your clients to ask in order to get that, that just that most important salient bit of information about financial planning this time of year? Well, Paul, this is Lori. I don't know if we can say there's one particular question because, of course, everybody is in different stages of life, different ages. But if I could share a few things. Um, that we would want to ask a client. Um, a couple of things to always keep in mind is, um, are, have there been any tax law changes that will affect my situation, right, and that I need to implement before the year end? So let me just give you kind of two examples on that front. 
there was a Secures Act that was passed last year that changed the RMD age to 72, and it was prior to that, it was age 70 and a half. So are they aware? And RMD is? Oh, I'm sorry. RMD is a required minimum distribution that someone must take out of their tax-deferred account. Gotcha. Okay, good. And so, you know, whether or not a client is aware of that is important for them to know. Um, obviously, with COVID this year, there was a CARES Act passed that waived that RMD for this year. So maybe a client was planning to take their RMD, and now we can let them know they don't need to take that RMD if they don't need the money. So that's just kind of one example of a tax law change. Obviously, with uh, President-elect Biden coming on board at the beginning of next year, perhaps there are also some presidential changes that may affect taxes. We know that Part of his package is to increase taxes. So are there things that I can do today in my current tax situation that may mitigate perhaps those changes that are proposed in the coming year? So those are just kind of two quick changes that may affect a year-end strategy for a client. Yep, and Paul, this is Kathy. Maybe I'll add that every year, it's just nice to do a quick check. Do I need to make any changes to my strategy? Have I had any life events that changed my financial picture? Are my kids done with college? Finally. <laughs> do, I have children getting, <laughs> do I have children getting married? Is this the year I've officially retired? Did my mortgage get paid off? Am I still working but getting raises and bonuses? Um, have I received an inheritance? Any big life event makes you want to reconsider and just take a look at your current strategy to make sure you're optimizing your retirement projections based on your current situation. Thank you for that. Well, Kathy, let me follow up. So what, and certainly, Lori, you, you can you can chime in here, but Kathy, tell us maybe, are there some other tax strategies that might be related to investments that we need to consider this year in, in particular, maybe with the Biden presidency, maybe with COVID, all of that stuff kind of wrapped into one? A couple of things that you want to look at tax-wise and, and, and year-end tax-wise is you want to make sure that you've maxed out your company work plan. Now, if you're in December, you may not have a ton of time to make a lot of catch-up contributions, but you can evaluate. Are you prepared when January comes to max out those employer-sponsored plans? The IRS allows you to contribute as a salary deferral, $19,500 a year. If you're over the age of 50, you can contribute an additional $6,500. So you can be contributing pre-tax $26,000 a year into your company-sponsored retirement plan. Those Contribution limits are the same in 2020. They're going to stay the same for 2021. If you're still funding 529 plans, you want to make sure you can get those funded for the maximum state tax deduction in uh, 2020. There's a couple other things. I think Lori, I'll turn it over let her address those. Yeah, so a couple other items. And again, it's, it's interesting how taxes and investments really do um, work off of each other. Many people are aware and have done Roth conversions in the past, and let me kind of explain what that means. A Roth conversion, um, the IRS allows anybody, regardless of the income, to convert their traditional IRA to a Roth IRA. Now, to do that, you have to do it by the end of the year, so by December 31st. Any amount you choose to convert from your traditional to your Roth, you will owe taxes on. So the question is, why would I want to do that? couple things stick out to me. One, as we mentioned before, if in fact tax brackets go up next year, you may be in a position to convert some of that traditional IRA and pay the tax now at a lower rate. 
which would be advantageous to you later because any distributions, qualified distributions out of a Roth IRA are tax-free. And so to have that benefit in the future, you could have your accounts grow years to come with tax deferral growth and tax-free distribution. So that's a huge benefit to somebody. I might add on that, Paul, that any traditional IRA or any tax-deferred account, 401k, anything that you take a tax deduction for at the time of contribution, when you go to make a distribution, 100% of that distribution is taxable. So in an IRA, whether you pay tax today or tomorrow, you have to pay tax. And so the, the value of a Roth conversion is, why don't we pay tax on maybe some of that today at lower rates and never pay tax on it again, assuming that if any changes to Roth happen in the future, existing Roth accounts are grandfathered. And the way that we help clients kind of figure that out, we certainly don't want to push them into a higher tax bracket, but by about this time of year, you have a pretty good handle on the income you're expecting for 2020. And so we look at the tax bracket you're in and see if there's any more, what we kind of say, wiggle room in that bracket to possibly convert a little bit of your traditional IRA to a Roth so that you stay within that tax bracket, not necessarily increase your tax um, bracket by doing the conversion. Um, and then one other thing about IRAs, although uh, your contribution to a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA for 2020 does not have to be made until you file taxes next year, of course, this does not include extensions that have to be in by April 15th, it will be based on your income for 2020. So it's a good time to start planning to see if you may have the extra funds to fund those. There are some restrictions on a traditional IRA and a Roth IRA to keep in mind. For example, you can only contribute to a Roth IRA if your income falls below a certain income, income threshold. Um, on a traditional IRA, the deductibility of that contribution is also based on income and whether or not you're participating in another employer plan. So there are some caveats in that, but certainly something to consider as we're all trying to looking for ways to uh, reduce tax liability going forward. Uh, this is all good stuff. We are with Lori Allison and Kathy Gustafson. Lori Allison is a certified financial planner. Kathy Gustafson is a retirement income certified professional. Both Lori and Kathy are financial planners with Keen and Pocock. We're going to put up links to where you can find out more information about Lori and Kathy for all of our listeners, as well as information about the the rest of the material that Lori and Kathy are talking about today. And Today is uh, about the second week here of December. We're getting towards the end of the year. This has been um, a, a challenging year for everybody. And so I think everybody, you know, many, many, many of my audience are thinking about 2021 already. I, I certainly am. So from a financial perspective, we want to make 2021 a financially successful year. What are some of the different ways to think about money and financial solutions so that we're really off to a, a good running start? So that we're planning, because I know that that's what both of you do so well. How do you really lend your expertise around some of these questions that come up around, let's get off to a good start for 2021 and make it successful? Paul, I like how you're thinking. <laughs> this is Lori. So we know, we know that there have been so many things that have been out of our control this year, and I think that can bring a lot of anxiety to people. So one of the things that we recommend is to take control of your finances, right? This is one thing that does not have to be out of our control and that we can we can make progress towards. So what I'd first say is, as simple as it sounds, but let's make a plan. 
without a plan, it's really hard to take any action. What I would recommend is think about one or two specific goals that you have and make just small steps to make it happen. For example, if we have a client that wants to max out their 401k at work and it seems very daunting to go from perhaps contributing 5000 to 19500 in a year, perhaps they make a goal to increase that percentage by 1% or 2% each year, or maybe they increase it by 1% or 2% each time they get a raise. So if you know what your intentions are, you know what your plan is, you know how to make those small steps, it's amazing how just little uh, steps of progress like that can really give you the momentum and the motivation to keep going. So the other thing is to always think kind of long-term, right? We cannot get time back. So if we start today, we can really take advantage of time and of the power of compounding. And with that, you'll be able to see you know, real changes and real results. Thanks for that, Lori. Kathy, what, what, do you, you, what do you say about this question? Well, I loved how Lori started by saying there's so many things out of our control, mm-hmm. but personal finances don't have to be one of them. It's really important to identify what levers we have control over. And we like to say there's four things you have control over. You control how much you spend. You can control how much you save. You can control how long you want to work. And you can control how much risk you're willing to take. We really don't have any control over what the stock market's doing. That can produce a lot of anxiety until you realize we don't have control over it. So then let's focus on what we do have control, recognizing that all projections are assuming historical rates of return for the stock market. Um, It doesn't mean that the market's never going to go down, but it means if we're using an average that is a sound average, we can make decisions based on those averages and those projections but having full control over those four levers. And I think that's really empowering. Um, Our dad used to teach us, control what you can and don't stress about the things that you can't. (laughs) And I really feel like that's a really simple approach that can really create a lot of calm when you really focus on those things that you truly can't control. Well, thanks for that. And and thanks for referring to uh, mentioning Tom's name, Tom Pocock, of course, the founder of the firm Pocock Financial Services. And uh, we're talking to Tom's daughters, Lori Allison and Kathy Gustafson. I do know Tom well, wonderful man and just very successful, excellent advice driven information uh, from both Kathy and Lori today. I know you guys a little bit, and I know we've talked in the past about these five numbers that you guys have developed, this uh, this kind of this planning idea around five important numbers. And I wonder if you'll share those five numbers, the ones that you really talk about with clients. Maybe just we'll just we'll just stick to the top two. But tell us, I think, importantly, why those are essential. Sure. So we have this uh, piece that we call the five numbers you shouldn't be afraid to share. You know, in our society, there's cultural numbers that you want to keep private. And so we kind of have a little play on words about (laughs) maybe keep some of those personal numbers private, but there's some numbers that apply to your finances that you should be aware of and you should be focused on. Um, And so a couple of them that we think that is important is you shouldn't be afraid to talk about your age, but you do want to talk about the different ages in retirement that are important. So you need to understand the earliest age you can access tax-deferred accounts, age 59 and a half. You want to understand the ages surrounding Social Security. It can start as early as 62, but doesn't have to start until you're age 70. And there's lots of reasons to understand why any age in that range between 62 and 70 makes sense or doesn't make sense to you. Age 72 is the new required minimum distribution age. 
And then we like to really consider life expectancy. You know, mid-80s is life expectancy now. But I know that with medical technology and a healthy lifestyle, people can live long to their 90s, 90s, maybe even 100. So you need to plan on understanding these ages, but also understanding that you could be in retirement for 30 to 40 years. And that really needs to have the proper planning so that you can enjoy those years. Lori? Yeah, so let's talk about the other one. We all know that we have some competitive genes over here at our, our firm. <laughs> so <laughs> while we I sometimes... <laughs> I, I, I'm smiling ear to ear. I know well that competitive <laughs> spirit amongst... <laughs> so, you know, tracking stuff It's good, though. That's what you stuff. want, I think. Exactly. So while we kind of joke about tracking our steps, right, that seems to be a very common thing to do amongst family members or friends, it really is no different when we want to track what financial steps and milestones you're reaching. Because like I mentioned earlier, you have to have a plan, and with that plan comes steps. And so if you don't have a step-by-step plan to help you reach that goal, it really can feel very daunting. So we recommend that people, you've got to acknowledge where you are now, You've got to think about what it is you want in the future and then make specific goals and steps to help move you in the right direction. So really, it's important to know what financial steps our clients are taking. Well, listen, I know you guys are very busy and we are at year end and you guys have a lot of things tugging at you. I just really have one final question, and it's about your the workshop approach that you take. I, I, As I say, I'm not a client, at least not yet, but I know a little bit about the workshop model that you guys have in place what is it that you accomplish with that workshop? How do you, how do you go about arranging that? Uh, certainly, we want to give our audience more information about where they can find out more information about Kane and Pocock. So, tell us a little bit about that workshop model because I think that's unique and that's special, especially because here are two women that are offering their perspective about retirement. I think Benny in my audience are female, and they're going to want to be. They're going to want to know a little bit about how this works. Sure. Well, I'm glad that you mentioned that, Paul because we, we love to teach. I, I think that's one of the um, most satisfying, at least I'll speak for myself, components of our job. We love the, the value that education plays in people's lives and how it helps them understand money and finances. We want to share that knowledge and empower others um, that attend our workshops to feel that confidence that comes kind of in making those decisions when they have that, that knowledge. Uh, and so we feel like we want them to learn something new. Um, we do a lot with, we make our workshops very interactive. We want uh, participation from our attendees. We want them to leave feeling like they've learned something new. So there's nothing better, you know, from us, um, from seeing that hope kind of in someone's eyes when they come to a better understanding of their finances and acknowledge that going forward, they can grow their nest egg and, and reach their goals and ultimately live that kind of ideal retirement. So we have a number of workshops that we provide. We have four advisors here at our firm. And so at different times, there might be a workshop given by any one of us. We um, have a specific workshop called our Retirement Empowerment Workshop, which really is the beginning stages of helping our clients to understand what a successful retirement can look at. We start to introduce some um, really great strategies that may be different from what they are used to hearing. But again, it helps them leave feeling confident about what they can have control over and to kind of fully embrace uh, what life offers them. Our website is keenpocock.com. You can contact us there or email us at info at keenpocock.com to find out about any of our workshops. All of our workshops are complimentary. Of course, with COVID, we are 
still doing those, but they uh, changed to a virtual setting instead of a physical setting. Um, but the, uh, the advice and, and the instruction is, is still the same, and, and we've been getting great feedback. So we would invite anybody to join in any of our upcoming mm-hmm. workshops. Good. Thank you. Kathy, give you the last word. First of all, I extend a, a thank you to you, Paul, for including us. We think personal finances are so important, and we work hard for our money. We all do. We want your money to work hard for you, and we really see a lot of reward and a lot of joy when clients can enter retirement having confidence that they've done the proper planning so that they can enjoy those retirement years. We spend a lot of time in the daily grind, and we want that to be for something. And so with a plan and with confidence and being empowered to understand what you need to know about your finances, that can be your course for retirement. And everyone's retirement looks different. And so every plan needs to be unique and customized for the individual whose retirement it is. And so we are really passionate about people embracing their finances and understanding how much fuller their lives can be when their finances are in place. Well, thank you. And and. Thanks very much for joining us today. As I say, I do know you both. I know you to be very competitive. I also know you to be very talented, very bright, and really all over this information about uh, financial planning, offering offering lots of different solutions to meet the needs of your clients. And most importantly, you, you guys listen and you, you do it with a really wonderful flair. So thanks for joining us today. I know you guys are serious about this, and I, I certainly know my audience wants to, to work with people who are serious. You guys are even in the throes of writing a book. Perhaps you guys will come back when that book is ready to be unveiled. We'd love to have you back, though, guys. But Happy holidays uh, to both of you. Hope your families are well. Stay safe and and please be, you know, mindful of of social distancing just as all of us are right now. But my my best to you guys and thanks for joining us and let's get off to a good 2021. Certainly let's get off to a good financial start 20 in 2021. Absolutely. Thanks Paul and all the best to your family as well. Exactly. Thank you guys. Take care. My thanks to Lori Allison and Kathy Gustafson, Keen and Pocock financial planners, for joining us today. You'll find links to Keen and Pocock and other resources in the show notes from today's show. Please stay safe, everyone. Practice smart social distancing and remember to talk about better. The Not Old Better Show. Thanks, everybody.